Chant the reflections on universal well-being. May I abide in well-being, in freedom from affliction, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill-will, in freedom from anxiety, And may I maintain well-being in myself. 
May everyone abide in well-being, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill-will, in freedom from anxiety, and may they maintain well-being in themselves. May all beings be released from all suffering, and may they not be parted from the good fortune they have attained. When they act upon intention, all beings are the owners of their action and inherit its results. Their future is born from such action, companion to such action, and its results will be their home. All actions with intention, be they skillful or harmful, of such acts they will be the heirs. So, with a um, sense of something holistic, holistic awareness, and uh, coming back to this term again, so as we recognize right now what can appear within our awareness is future, the past, other places, other people impressions of oneself, obligations, what one should be, hopes, aspirations, despair, joy, sorrow. Everything can appear within this. So it's nothing 
There's nothing you can experience that is, is outside of awareness, obviously. Yeah. But what, uh, where the sticking point occurs is when we come to feeling that there's a something seems to become a hardened structure, and then there's a separation from it in some sense of I am stuck with this thing. So it separates from being the sense of frustration separates into I am stuck with this. Uh. So then this becomes a two. When actually what's, uh, which is one way of looking at it, and one way in which we can organize reality, it has certain functional senses. But uh, from the meditative point of view, we can deepen within that to feel here is the frustration, say for example, or the love or whatever it is, manifesting in this, producing these impressions of myself and him or her, yeah, or this scenario or that scenario. So, same thing with time. Yeah, you know, so the future, the past, arising now. And of course, they have their values at certain functional levels and organizing ourselves. So we very much go into that. But actually, in awareness right now, there is our welling up with a sense of anticipation, excitement, dread, anxiety about the future, or, you know. Nostalgia, regret, something about the past. So, as we encounter these, as these these, these forms form in our meditation, we have this opportunity to dissolve them back to here is the sense of sadness or the sense of anxiety. This may not sound such wonderful news, really. <laughs> Who wants to have that? But this is the transformation because it's only when it dissolves back to that that we have a chance of really resonating with it, sympathizing with it, widening with it, softening into it, allowing it to unfold. Itself, then it self-releases. Self-releases. We'll talk about that later. But for now, if we can, as we as we come into the stillness, the such as we have, our present moment experience, and we begin to review successively any perception about the, fu- the past. You know, so there are four points in this, the past, the future, oneself, and others. So those, those are the four points. So the first point is uh, just recollection of how does the past feel now? You open that, you just say the word, the past you know, dinosaurs, whatever. How far back do you want to go? Well, you know, hold the word there a little bit longer and just uh, see what can come up in, in that. In that, It's a nostalgia, gratitude, uh, or disappointment, regret, or whatever. You know. How, how it was.
maybe at the outset there's just a you know, flickering number of images like flicking through a photograph album but we're also attuned emotionally attuned to is there one there or something that's going always always has been you know, or something that seems uh, uh, have a certain weight to it or, or a structuring to it what is that? Is that uh, pleasant, pleasurable or unpleasurable? So this is where we investigate. Feeling for any any tones there. Sometimes you get a sense of bit, it's been a long time, kind of that weighty quality to it, mm. trudging on, you know, a long time. Weariness, we might say. Oh, that's what it is. Weary. Uh. So we look for something pre- pre- predominant sense, predominant felt sense or felt meaning. Sometimes an image comes up, or a face, or experience of one oneself in the past. Then, what is the one word that captures perhaps the the emotional resonance of that? If is is something that arises, may not be. There is something that you could name as a one word that covers the for you right now. How that feels, what's that's carrying, what's that's bringing. Hmm. Holistically, how does that sit in your heart? How does it sit in your body? Any part of your body warm, glow, suffuse, wrinkle, contract, bristle, sink. Any felt sense in the bodily sense that occurs with that. 
and the so the one direct way of of then giving this some space to release is to go to the bodily sense and just see if we can feel that bodily sense breathe into that bodily sense or feel into that bodily sense perhaps relax it or come to a stillness or a sense of um, releasing the activation of that bodily sense can be through widening your focus it's if something in your throat you include to widen the focus to include your chest, your shoulders the whole body even down to the ground that's like an earthing allowing yourself to feel the feeling the resonance and then widening to include a still place or a grounded place so we let that energy flow to the grounded opening the heart if that's possible sometimes the heart just seizes up it's a strong one We might uh, come to the future tomorrow, next week, by the end of the month, or after the retreat, something like that, or when I get home. Then the felt sense, before you get into too many details, the felt sense of that, the future. Perhaps a certain speeding occurs with that speeding up so activation this is activation notice that notice also uh, before you get into the details the details may have already jumped in already but what's the <laughs> the abiding tone could be Anticipation, excitement, could be anxiety, dread. This is gonna gonna get into this again. Here we go again. You know, it could be that feeling to it, certain gloom even, you know. So see if we can just uh, feel what happens. 
happening now, here we are now. Coming into the body as it is now, sitting on the ground or the seat, weight of the body, the pressure of the body now, the upright carriage as it is now. Felt sense of what happens in the bodily domain. You might get a sense of the speeding up, almost like a heartbeat or activation in the nervous system. Feeling the whole body. If we can even discern areas of the body that seem to be activated, could be the chest or the throat or the face. We widen, soften, to include the space around us, the back, the floor, even opening your eyes. Widen the perceptual field till you come to a place which isn't activated. Then you bearing the activation in mind also touching into the places that aren't activated and just holding that being with that so it's giving it room to flow to part to move the future, past the future These are definitely forms, dynamic forms that have a great influence on us. Can't avoid them. It's time forms. We name them, name the emotional or their vibrational content, their pattern. Don't get too seduced by the stories in them sympathize with that emotional resonance with them feeling it in the body widening grounding even opening your eyes a little widening to include the whole room if you like and then See if we can, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, however that becomes available for you.
Is there any sense of finding some edge of stability, some place where we, there's a feeling of that which is not just moving into that? Doesn't mean there isn't any future, but there's a somewhere a steadiness or a stillness that can hold that. Sympathize with the, the feeling, the feeling tone that's being there. Maybe the eagerness, you know, of the future. Oh, wonderful, get on with this. Uh huh. Equanimity, dispassion. Uh huh. Or the anxiety, equanimity, dispassion. It's something that can, these are not unsympathetic, but they are not engaging in a reactive way. Play with it a little bit. There is some sense of a an ability to hold or stabilize around those those waveforms, temporal waveforms. You may even review it, that waveform, see if there's any bit of that, any detail in that, which is no longer necessary. You don't need to keep running. It's already maybe enough, but uh, if you're feeling you can, that's manageable, then other very potent, perhaps even more potent forms, myself and another person. Could be others in general, myself in general. But uh, you might see which one that is a very potent form so it bring up a lot in us and they generally involve each other generally the, the me sense comes up with something about the future or the past or another person they are they are in a way all mutually uh, interlocked
You might start with others, other people, general feeling for others. And you might feel other people, fine. May they be well, may they be happy, may they be free. Pity about that one. <laughs> you know, something. So, mm. the regret or the fondness, deep fondness, or something that's been a person who was there and is past, lost, gone, sadness, gratitude, or something more afflictive, negative, hurt, painful. Hmm. Just, if we can just touch into the edge of these, recognizing that they are forms arising in the mind now, always bearing that in mind, forms arising in awareness now. We open the door, see if there's any of these that need a little bit of kindly or spacious attention, which could come in the form of uh, saying goodbye, embracing, forgiving, ventilating some feeling about, feeling the feeling. Again, simply speaking, again, the same sort of process. You've got to hold it, first of all. Don't get too reactive. Hold, hold it. Come into the body. Feeling it in your body. You might even just slightly open your eyes. So you get some sense of another, you know, reality other than just that vortex. Just gives you a little bit more edge around it. So you can feel that which is not activated. You need to have that reference in order to hold or ground the activation. Maybe the rhythm of breathing also can assist in this uh, careful holding. These forms could be admiration or gratitude or something less uh, pleasing. But uh, whatever they are, even the affection and admiration, there's nothing wrong with it at all, but how to ground in that so we keep that respect, the space. We don't lose our center in that. Even perhaps even more pressing when we have negative, afflictive perceptions, that we don't just saturate in that. 
nicely. We just these, of course, can be. You know, spend hours, days, even with any of one of these, but just to touch in, sketch in the outline. Myself, oneself. Going with this, there might first of all just be a kind of flurry of impressions, or what's that? You know, so much. Which one? So many flurrying impressions. So you just stay with that flurry, perhaps. Of, I don't know myself. All right, I guess whatever. You know, flurry, flurry, flurry. Is that movements? Fine. Okay. Doesn't have to be anything. And stay with that, and then maybe something you know more long term does crystallize it's not a metaphysical statement I'm looking for, but a felt tone. how that is Because there may arise statements, you know, didn't quite make it or need to try harder or whatever it is. But then what's the felt tone of those statements, if any statements come up about myself? Is there anything there that you want to keep going, feel is, is supporting you in your practice? Any statements about oneself that do not support one's practice? Any statements that seem to support one's practice? How do they feel? And then, there's any ones that we don't need to keep running now? What would it be like without that one?
then if we could just uh, let that dissolve and I'd suggest uh, could be a helpful exercise is to very much come back into the direct sense external sense experience so if we slightly open the eyes like half open keep the gaze soft nothing particularly to look at say looking at the space or the, some, the back in front of you or the floor or the wall or wherever so it's just, just there not going to the detail but aware that the one his eyes are open rather than closed opening the ears the ear door of the ears so we can hear the sound of the wind my voice tactile sense we can feel the pressure of the body the twinging the warmth weight structure and just having a light touch on all of these and without pulling out or going out into any one in particular so there's a central stillness in the midst of that So um, tonight, take, taking my lead from the, of, of, I think I've spoken or heard everyone so far on the retreat and uh, processes people are going through, working with, being with, and, uh, and uh, naturally there's a, a lot there, you know, dynamic stuff. And, And maybe today or occasionally we do touch into a little bit of stillness, a little bit where we're not so compacted or reactive or contracted. There's a little bit of that, uh, you know, just a touch of it or even periods of it. It feels quite pleasant and joyful. And then maybe the wave comes up again and more things come in. That seems to be very uh, common. So this is the way it goes. When we're contemplating these as waveforms, 
and it, you, it's uh, for the average person there is like maybe normally it's about 10 waves occurring at the same time going in different directions it's just the it's, it's, it's white water mm. perhaps only one of them is coming to the surface at the time but as soon as that one comes off the boil something else comes up mm. there's this sensory impact internal future past self other they're all pitching in mm. their waveforms mm. now it's amazing that any time there can be a place a point where that res- res- pauses but uh, and then that's lovely when it pauses or it quietens or it just becomes quite a simple thing but uh, um, the case is that even as, as that happens it's like it often opens the space for other things to arise perhaps things that were buried under the other waves there was so much stuff going on there wasn't really much elbow room but now that's receded now the stuff comes rolling in because it's got some space call it the vacuum effect vacuum cleaner you know because you've got a bit of space you can suck up some dirt (laughs) you may like to switch it off but it doesn't seem to work that way um so you know, just we have to we have to sober up. This is the way it's going to be. This is the way it is. It's like this, and perhaps the moments of stillness that we experience, the sense of softening or quietening, or the pieces of little bits of release, you know, then we have to be grateful and you know appreciate that you can't really be that you can't really be that greedy about it and hold it forever that we can recognize that because it then gives us the confidence to realize there is something other than just this and perhaps then we can have the tools and the resources the wisdom to learn how to meet some of these undercurrents as they arise so I've got a few questions here to thank so thank you very much to some things that might be topical <clears throat> The tumbling today has felt like a landslide prompting despair then recovery okayish the more the body settles the noisier the mind gets Ag. <laughs> well, this is not exactly a question, is it? But it's a, <laughs> a creed occur, which I think you can probably all, all uh, relate to. <laughs> Pick the ag. So thank you for that one. And having tidied and cleared my mind nicely, it has now become invaded with an ongoing feud at work, arguments with my boss. Is that, yeah? Can we relate to that one? What do you do when there's conviction at the very core of one's being that one is fundamentally defective? Have you noticed that one? Yeah. So, yes, this is, this is these are the, these are the vortexes. These are the, the forms, the waveforms that seem to have become uh, a certain locked obsessiveness about them. Mm-hmm. 
Where we in the so there's different actually there's different um, different qualities in those those three. One the the conviction at the very core of one's being that one is fundamentally defective. That's fairly deep structured and quite structured in. You know, it hasn't got any particular here you know specific stories to it, like my boss, my dog, so and so, so and so. It's just so it's it's, it's not really. The less specific and topical it is, the more deeply embedded it is and more solid it seems to be because uh, it's, it's got less dynamic activity in it. It's just the kind of basic understanding, uh, fundamental defectiveness. So that's quite a, that's quite a locked, a deep one. And, and with those deep ones, they don't necessarily shout very loud. That they just remain as pretty constant reference points of one's fundamental inadequacy or fundamentally not welcome here. You know, other people are polite enough to put up with me, um, but you know, really, it's better if I wasn't here at all. Actually, things like that. Uh, you can't really put a particular incident on it first, anyway. But then there's, it, it's there. So this is long-term structuring. Um, then the something lovely one is beautiful description: the tumbling landslide. You know, so it's quite dynamic and active, prompting despair. So the, the triggering of that, and then recovery. Okay, the more the body settles, the noisy the mind gets. Well, that's that's still quite uh, that's. That's really quite okay, actually, <laughs> uh, in that because it's so dynamic, and you can even see the the um, some of the conditionality as things settle. It, it seems to allow some of these uh, processes to become more dynamic, and we maybe think that's not such good news because with the, with the residual stuff that only mumbles in the background, you know, you're useless. We all know that, so. <laughs> You know, you kind of can live with it, whereas this frisky stuff that's kind of bubbling over uh, feels more more difficult. But actually, uh, it's it's it seems more more problematic, but it's really a bit easier because um, it t- tends to you see it, you see its impermanence more readily. You see it come and go, and it, it kind of it becomes so you can so easily objectify it's lovely the landslide you know it's there you can see you, you, because it's so dynamic so clear so pictorial so felt that you can see it and feel it landslide very good you know so with that one hasn't lost the ability to to get the feeling tone and to see it as a thing you know rather than i am defective but there's the thing of mind crashing so once we we can do that, and and uh, then you know despair triggers off despair. Not certainly not a comfortable emotion at all. But fortunately, this practitioner felt the despair. Now despair is capable of locking that. If you get despair, because if despair turns into defeated, inevitable has to always be this way. Then that 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 tends to lock it. And it, what it does is it goes into a deeper structure 
whereby it no longer seems so active, it just remains as a kind of general flat pointlessness. The boss, this is a very frisky one, and this one is um, you've got particular people, yeah, people, people in that, you've got a uh, play there between two people, me, my boss, work, so forth. So it's topical. Um, this is a little bit difficult because it's probably true. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, everything that we perceive has got some truth in it, but it's, 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 so it's true-ish. You know, there is a boss, there is work, there is an argument. You know, so you can't say, it's not, I'm just not making it up. It's, it's true. Um, so, but then we, we often, it's only true-ish. It seems, so, so when it seems true, it's because we're taking certain, certain features as that's all. The boss is caricature, cardboard cutout, has no other point in existence but to annoy me. Has no other features of life, doesn't watch telly, doesn't go football, doesn't have a dog, doesn't have kids. He's just there as the, the annoyance feature of my life. So we've hired him, you know. So we said, well, actually, what about if this boss was, you know, let's just, I know he's a pain in the neck or she's a pain in the neck or whatever it is, but, but uh, that's one feature. Now we widen and we think, yeah, well, is boss going bald or, you know, whatever. Other, other things you can, you can see about this person that just takes, takes the edge off that's the only thing he is. Going bald and it's she, it's probably even more a problem. <laughs> so you just kind of, you're not, still not forgiving the person. Don't try and forgive them. <laughs> that, 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 that may happen later on, but you, you just want to broaden it to a place where there can be some sort of different way of perceiving them. Because perception... Um, which has got some truth in it, is a trigger for our emotional response. So if we change the perception, you know, we don't deny that perception, but we broaden it, perhaps we get a different emotional response. Like, you know, he is a pain in the neck, and so, so, but he's got to live with himself all day long. I only have to see him now and then. Or whatever, or he's probably got to pressurise under work. Or so you see, he doesn't, not, still not forgiving him, not going to forgive him at all. No, never going to forgive this guy. Just leave, leave him there. Let, let him or her broaden out into a much more fully rounded out figure. And then, you know, th- then there's me. So there's the other person who hasn't actually really appeared or been seen in this movie. But here's me. Here's me. And what am I in this? I'm small. I'm small. I'm tight. I'm repressed. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm offended. I'm ridiculed, I'm dominated. I'm a, f- a small, tight, repressed, dominated, dominated. <laughs> At the end of my tether, overloaded, overworked, that's who I am, a nice, tight, little, hard, self-ball in there. You know? <laughs> you know, so we get, come to that one, Ooh, that's true, true enough, and then is there anything else we can say about that? Well, always happens to me. Mm-hmm. Another piece, so there's a bit of despair, and uh, busy doing other things, got a life to live, so you can kind of flesh out that. So we get to be some real people 
more three-dimensional people in that, then there's a possibility that the, the tension of that scenario starts to just change a little bit. And then we come to the argument, which is the meeting place of the two. And what do I want to do? You know, do I need to be in that? My tight, def- uh, uh, dominated being does need to be in that. In fact, if I'm not, you know, it's, it's dependent. The argument and me feeling whatever I'm feeling with that are two sides of the same thing. So if I come into that feeling, my spacious self, my different sense of what I am, then you think, oh, so that's his opinion. You, know, you, you kind of widen out of it. You widen out of it. So, I mean, this is, I think all of us at times have lived or experienced the hostile one. Call it the, uh, you know, the despot or the hostile one, the one that always seems to have it in for you. The one who always criticizes you, makes fun of you, slanders you, oppresses you, or one of those. And you really don't want this person. Yeah, no matter what you do, you always get at you again. We have some of these in our lives. Yeah. And uh, these people, I think, have been sent to teach us something. Because <laughs> there's always one or two of them around. That you make you that get you push your buttons, get you reactive, and what they're teaching, trying to teach you or give you an exercise in how to not get your buttons pushed. So you see, you know, how to remain in your centre. Say, so, well, that's his opinion. That's the way he is. That's the way she is. You know, they're demanding. They're unfair. They're unjust. Whatever they are. That's theirs. Yeah, and now, you know, I'm not going to be conditioned by that. You know, it's not so easy, but we refuse to be that narrow, defeated, contracted person in the drama. We refuse to be that one. We refuse to let our mind be constricted, contracted with hatred and ill will. So we come back to the old metta refrain uh, towards oneself, but we haven't started out with metta. Maybe too difficult. It may be even a bit artificial. Start out with just changing the scenario. So that which is frozen and locked into these very locked positions, you have to loosen it up to come into the dynamic, make it more dynamic again. Realize the conflict. And the people within it themselves are not people. They are perceptions. They are activations. They are images. And if you let, for what you can do is not allow yourself to be the image that you become in that particular drama. That's, that's the main test. What the other person does, you can't really have a lot of say over. You can't make them nice, you can't make them go away, you can't make them change their behavior. 
you can't do that. What you can do is stop yourself becoming that particular experience in that relationship. It takes a while. Um, so, I think, you know, I've had several of these, uh, and I expect I'll have some more. How unfair, how unjust. I've tried the best I can. After all I said, right, and he misunderstood me, and he misinterpreted and said that about me, and this, that, and this, that, and this, that. And, you know, how unfair, how rotten. And you'd be, then, you know, well, you can't really change his behavior, but you can change your own. Change your own, first of all, by not becoming, not allowing your waveform, your form to become that which fits into that drama. So for myself, I feel that feeling of the unjust, the hurt, the wounded, you know, the belittled, the then all I could did so much and then they did this, he did this, after all I've done, the ungrateful, so and so. So that particular form and then wow, there's that. And getting the feeling for that, felt sense of that. And then sympathizing with that doesn't mean changing at all, just feeling the feeling. Perhaps it's just feeling hurt, allowing the hurt to be experienced, just for quite purely as the hurt, not he hurt me or I am hurt or because of this or that, just the sense of that, allowing that, open to that, let that one happen, move through ground yourself, move through sometimes again this takes several occasions these are sometimes very big hurts, it takes a while for them to move through so you come back again and again so it's not hurt anymore it's been, it's been that it's perhaps <laughs> just in the sadness, how sad it is that two human beings we can't seem to get it together sadness comes through and then the weariness why do I have to keep living my life like this okay be with that one yeah okay the why another one why be with that one why does it have to be this way why does it have to be for me be with that one so you keep revealing layers and layers of these emotional trends from the very apparent acute hurt to the residual nagging, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? Why is life like this? It's not fair. You know, or the weariness of that. So you come to, and every one of them, you touch that place, feel that place. Same basic practice, widening, grounding, feeling in your body, letting the feeling be felt, moving through. Um, and over months, maybe, you know, it gets so that you've you've felt all that can be felt in that. It's been done, so you, you've emptied it. And then the, the guy or the person, whoever it is, is doing his thing, and you're just sort of looking at it. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, 
You, you haven't got your button has been deep, deep unplugged. From that place, it may be that's the occasion when you can say, "You know, George, <laughs> you've been saying that kind of thing to, about me for about last six months. You've been saying that kind of thing. You know, are you sure? Is there something wrong with you? Have you got a problem there?" <laughs> Or whatever, you know, you have to trust what arises, but you can actually come from a cool place and just to, to sort of, well, you know, how is it for you now? You can actually sympathize with this person. So, you know, you get really upset about this. And so I've had this experience myself, you know, and finally I've finished. And then I say, to, then I can actually say to the person who's, who I feel has been annoying, aggravating me, Yes, well, you know, seems you've got a problem here. Doesn't seem we're really getting it together. What do you want to do about it? You know, or, or whatever, something like that. And really, kind of concern for their welfare. It can, it can go that way. It could go to the place where you come to that place of, of you know, it's finished or whatever, and then. You know, I, I don't think I'm, we can't seem to live together. It's time to, you know, it's clear. It's just, do you think it can work? I don't think it can work. Do you want to make it work? Uh, are you prepared to make it work? If it's not going to make it work, then maybe it's time to, you know, move on. That may be a possibility. But whatever it is, you can come from just the place of you're not looking to win, lose or draw. You're just able to be honest state how it is and place it there and there's a tremendous uh, power in honesty in just sheer truthfulness and it takes time to come to the place of sheer truthfulness the power of truthfulness which is not contaminated by I don't want I do want why you me it that and so forth which is always creates these pressures within it just the clear calm, steady power of truthfulness. You place it there and you can place it in front of the other person and say, this is what I see. Do you want to look at that? It's your, your call. You know, not necessarily in a, in a threatening way, but, you know, so you're not getting into that reactive, reactive spiral. And that can be... So there is a possibility for that in, in re, we might say, real-life scenarios. It certainly begins with you know the internal experience of this person has commented on you know the boss, the argument, and so forth, and again, you know right now there might be other layers with that, like I was really feeling peaceful and calm and steady, and now this has happened i 'm disappointed, so there's a disappointment. I wanted to be still and peaceful, enjoy my retreat some more, so there's right now there's that that piece which we have to first of all, yeah, it would have been nice to be still and peaceful. I don't want to deal with this. But this is what's happening. Okay. Could this be something that's not just a nuisance and a hindrance and, a, and a messing up my retreat, but something that's said, now you're clear enough and still enough. Now you could actually unpick this one. Hmm. You know, like a like a an invitation. 
So, so you know, okay, let's square up to it. And trying to use some of these um, principles that we may have begun to get a feeling for, how to be with a perception and a feeling but not in it, how to be find a still center with in the com- in the presence of the activation without being in the activation, just like I was suggesting when we're walking, how to maintain the sense of the still center even as the body is moving and we're seeing and we're hearing, we're feeling the rain or whatever, and yet we're not going out into the flutter and the agitation around that. We able to maintain the still center and this is exactly why that particular practice came came to light at this particular time real with the sense of we're going to be out into the realm of of activation and relational things you know in a few days time let's get prepared for it we start with just the simple activation of bunnies and rain and you know nothing too intense about that um, moving a body, but even that can feel a bit intense at times. You know. Just because sometimes we don't want to, you know, we want to just stay in a nice, quiet place. Yeah, I know. I want to stay in my quiet place, but then you don't want to go out there in three days' time without any preparation. <laughs> your quiet place suddenly shatters, you know? <laughs> and then you're back to your reactive patterns again. It's good to do a little bit of a few dry runs. You know, before the before the music really strikes up the band. So as it, you know, so again, just working on the or even the still center within sense within sense activity. You know, there's the seeing. Whatever's felt about that. There's the hearing. Whatever's felt about that. There's the sense of the physical. Um, experience that's what's felt about that this is the kind of basic stuff there's the sense of being in a location I am this thing here there's that, that arises yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a thing here a hereness and that's a thereness well that already is a wave form isn't it because where where does the thereness begin <laughs> There's a here-ness and a there-ness. Where's the dividing line between the here and the there? Is it is this bit here or is it there? <laughs> you know, it's just it's the dualism. There's only a here-ness, really. But something, you know, the sense the sense bases divide it into the there and the here. That's what that's what sense consciousness does. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Could it could it be that there can't possibly be a there without a here to to know it? So the two are not separate. And when I go, what's the here then? Well, there's that thought. Well, that's there too. Um, there's that physical sensation. Well, that's there. That sense of looking. That sense of looking. That's there. Where's the here? Perhaps there's only a there. <laughs> Whatever, it's really it's undiv- it's fundamentally undivided, though naturally and for functioning purposes, and that's what sense consciousness is about. It is kind of partitioned off, divided. Yeah. 
At times, the here seems to be about this whole body thing and mine and so forth and everybody else. Other times, the here shrinks and there's sense of it and the sense of ownership becomes there and the physical things become there and the auditory tactile things become there. You know, withdraw a little bit more and the sense of thinking becomes there and the emotions become there and so on. So, you know, but other times we we own the whole lot and use that as our as our as our structure. The psychophysical organism is our structure rather than our playground. So here and there, you know. And then whatever it is, you know, however seemingly close or far, self or other, it's arising. It's arising. It's arising. It's arising. With nuances of perceptions and feelings and reactions and leaning out and moving back and all that wobble movement. And then the knowing of that is the stillness. Knowing that stillness. Now, as long as we don't want to know that, I don't want to know about that stuff. You get a kind of illusory stillness, but it's a defended stillness. They think, don't bother me. Other people bother me. Sounds bother me. Sights bother me. Thoughts bother me. Emotions bother me. The past bothers me. The future bothers me. You know, we're setting ourselves up for a whole mass of suffering in order to hold on to our kind of tiny little contracted bit of stillness. Is it really worth it? (laughs) Is it valid? You know? So then that uh, kind of, okay, we have to sort of soften the the walls, the boundaries, soften them. It doesn't mean completely reject them because they are useful, helpful, can be helpful, can be useful to know which leg is mine and which is yours and which thing to put a sock on and so on. Um, and the their sense of personal boundaries, like this is my space, you know. Right now I don't want to talk about it. That's fine. But we realize these these are soft structures that we, we try to establish clearly in a positive manner rather than just the compulsive defense walls or appropriation. This is mine, you know. So when we're centering, walking in the stillness or finding that place and then, you know, whatever arises. So then the, the trying to keep navigating between the that disturbance pattern, you know, with its various moods and its pictures and its vortexes, the disturbance pattern and the knowing of it. If you want to hold on to the knowing by itself, that's a bit of an error really, because you don't you tend to criminalize the disturbance pattern. There's something that shouldn't be here. Yeah. And, well, it shouldn't be here, it wouldn't be here. So, so we're not holding on to the stillness as a separate thing, but just as a as a centering that can uh, conducive to a more harmonious and conducive relationship with the dynamics as they arise.
Now, when you have a, 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 sol- a seemingly frozen or solid structure like the um, the conviction at the core of one's being that one is fundamentally defective, the core of one's being. So this seems quite deep, and it, at this particular time, you know, maybe this this uh, questioner has more information but hasn't there. It sounds like it's uh, not necessarily, the topics aren't necessarily apparent as to why one feels fundamentally defective. That's not written down. Perhaps the person themselves is not clear about it. There's just that nagging sense of it. Okay. So we want to, first of all, objectify it. And the person has done that. There's that. There's that. So that's the first step. Fundamental sense of... Now, not just objectifying in theory, like being able to name, which is a very good first step, but then first, then we kind of sense of how does it feel to be with that? So there's a little bit of trying to resonate with it. It doesn't feel good, does it? Sad or hopeless. 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 Yeah. So, you know, then it starts to become a little more mobile because now more a bit more activity is happening with it not pleasant activity but more activity the sense of hopelessness always going to be this way and then as as that happens perhaps more comes out of it perhaps even topics or images come out of it an image of oneself or felt impression of oneself or perhaps even a little piece of narrative as to why one is always this way or an event that happened so Actually, though it's not comfortable, the process has to come from the the frozen, the seeming structural, fundamental core into something that's more alive and and fluid and is seen no longer as really fundamental but as certainly something that's that's stuck on you. But there's a sort of shift of centre to being with that and you're able to be with it by the fundamental sympathy. The fundamental sympathy can occur when one has placed that sense, when it's, when it's uh, um, placed as there. When it's placed as there, then, then we are. Ah, rather than I am it, I have it. Rather than I am this defectiveness, I have this defectiveness. So it just slightly inches it a little bit away What's it feel like to have that sense? Hopeless. Always true. Don't know why. Baffled. Fed up with it. You know. Got to live with it. That's the way it is. Tried everything I can. Chucked meta at it. Still doesn't do anything. So that, all that, oh. Then that, the frustration. And how does that, how you are with that? And so we're starting to also acknowledge some of these these patterns in a more dynamic way. And is there a way to just to find a place to be with that? So the being with, which is the, the sympathy, can also give rise to the sense of a kind of a stillness or a place that can do the sympathizing, where the sympathy arises from. The sympathy emerges from the stillness. So if we may not know the stillness, but we begin with the sympathy. 
And when the sympathy is there, then there's a sense of a little bit like a kind of a still presence that is that is sympathizing. This is how the process can, can begin to unlock. Once it's become more fluid, then we can investigate, holding it, handling it, sensing how it is in the body, uh, meeting the, any images that may arise, checking it out. With these very core impressions, uh, it it's, can be um, something that takes a long while. Well, what's a long while? Longer than we want it to take. In other words, months, maybe even years. Maybe you need to, you know, even talking with somebody about it to help to give rise to that sense of being able to place it and objectify it. Mm. So, I, I mean, I've had a pattern of uh, unwelcome, fundamentally un- unwelcome. And uh, you know, I don't even kind of go into my story, but yeah, it's just to, just to give it another re- to to um, you know give some example. Um, so I don't want to bother anybody. Uh, I didn't know I'm unwelcome until I realised how reluctant I am to bother anybody, to knock on the door, to ask for anything, to um, you know, feeling like that, like you know. And uh, recognize actually sensing that generally people aren't bothered. Um, I'm waiting for them to be bothered, but surprisingly, this one wasn't bothered. But the next one will be. Yeah. So it's always there as a default to go back to the finding of fundamental unwelcomeness, um, even though people keep proving it wrong <laughs> to think, well, that was a fluke, you know. <laughs> It stays, stays, it stays there. But so, but then kind of being able to name it, objectify it, seeing it there, and then feeling that coming to the body and feeling that the unwelcome, and then widening to the to really hold the whole of that. Yeah, and the the kind of sadness in it. And the, and the retract and the contraction in it. And then, may this being, may this be well. What does this want to do? What does this whole felt sense of contracted, <coughs> fearful, you know, not acceptable? What is that? What is it about? What does it need to do? What would you like to be acceptable? And so you start to kind of play with it a little bit. So, uh, you know, because it's kind of fundamental core patterns, I think some of these are established very early in life. And maybe it's one that will always come back to an extent. But it's no longer so locked. You know, oh, there it is again. And you don't believe it. You don't keep adding more to it. You sense it's rather like having a limp or something. You just, well, that's what we live with. But it doesn't have to ruin my life, it doesn't have to be the central motivating action of my life, I know I have that tendency so then I recognise that okay there it is and just put that one to one side and 
open up to, to, to what's really happening now. So we kind of, you know, put it aside. Just recognize that. And uh, it, it loses its potency through that, through acknowledgement, through working with it, through uh, feeling it, through really understanding what it is, and yet it can still remain as a potential because it's quite deeply embedded. But it's like uh, the ashes of a fire. It's, it's still there, but the fire has gone out. So this is kind of like resolving the past. This is the these. Uh, this is this kind of practice. So just to recap, you want to take anything that seems fundamentally self and structure, and it's established, you know, as as almost an organizing principle. You know, uh, that you want to come into somehow stepping, naming that, stepping back from that to the place where you can feel the feeling of it, feel the activation of it, the movement of it, and then is it possible to? How does that? How does it feel to be with that? Get that resonance of sympathy. You don't have to come up with an emotion. You just want to take in the feeling, allow yourself to be touched by the feeling of it. And that will allow it to to move, to move through you. And as it moves, you may find, if you maintain the balance, certain skillful brahma-viharas arise, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, acceptance, release. Now the old form, as I said, may still remain there as a potential but it gets less and less lively, and you see it's just a, you know, like a having a birthmark or something. It's just a particular thing you've got, but it doesn't become the whole statement of your being, and you can it gradually dies away, dies down. You need a big heart, don't you, in this life? Isn't it kind of what it's about, really, what it's all, you know, stretching us to get a bigger and bigger heart, <laughs> to to be with all this, and then oneself, and then you, you know, you, you hear or you see other people, and you, you know, the feeling of, oh, well, what that does when you, Hear other people's suffering and difficulties, and you know, and something you want to just kind of, oh no, or change it, or fix it, or don't bother me, and just to stay present. Doesn't it really stretch the heart? Mm. Isn't that what it's about? And as it does so, doesn't it, in that stretching, doesn't the sense of self, kind of the pettiness, the smallness, the agitation of it, doesn't that die away? Till you get kind of like a bit grander and more compassionate, more equanimous. Mm. 
isn't somehow isn't suffering if it's correctly handled isn't that a vehicle for liberation for moving out of the me you stuff if the heart can get encouraged gently encouraged to get bigger and bigger and bigger isn't that kind of what it's about 